Welcome to the More Than Skin Deep podcast, where we dig deep into the world of cosmetic surgery, chatting with top surgeons, checking out all the latest trends, and reviewing medical tourism destinations. Here's your host, David Miller. So, a very warm welcome to the very first episode of our podcast, More Than Skin Deep. I'm David Miller, and I'm the founder of Best Cosmetic Surgeons blog, and I'm a journalist with a keen interest in cosmetic surgery and how it's become a mainstream activity in all our lives, whether we're celebrity influenced or just regular folk looking to improve their appearance and maybe build some self-confidence. First and foremost, we take a global perspective. And although COVID has disrupted cosmetic surgery tourism, we're certain it will, like the phoenix, rise once again, and people will fly to exotic destinations to combine surgery with a nice vacation. Well, that sounds a bit of a dream when half the world is in lockdown, but we need to look at the bright side of things. There are many things that fascinate about the cosmetic surgery business. I'm intrigued by South Korea, where for many young women, Cosmetic surgery is a rite of passage. Nearly a third of South Korean women have undertaken aesthetic surgery between the ages of 19 and 29. This is according to a Gallup career poll. And it's a trend that echoes the very narrow aesthetic standards exemplified by K-pop stars, which I will discuss in another podcast. Closer to home, I will explore the cut price surgery phenomenon that is Istanbul and how they use social media influences to help market their cut price cosmetic procedures from boob jobs to hair transplants. Each episode, I will chat to a top surgeon about their work and their thoughts on subjects such as surgical tourism and cosmetic trends. Today, I'm chatting with Douglas McGeorge who has a distinguished career and has been an important voice in the cosmetic surgery arena for many, many years. Interestingly, Douglas is an entrepreneur as well as a working surgeon, and he's been involved in a special range of specialist products to help in scar healing, which, of course, is a very important issue for many patients. And this is what he told me. Indeed, I've uh, been involved in research into products for uh, treating scars. And mm -hmm. we know that there are various components of green tea which can aid scarring. And as a result of a conversation I had with one of my trainees, um, who's a very bright boy, Ardy Byatt, uh, one of the most cited authors in the world on uh, complex scarring, um, in the Far East, they, uh, they recommend that people who've got psoriasis and eczema uh, drink a lot of green tea. And I said to Ardy one day, I, I, you know, there must be something in this that's anti-inflammatory. Yeah. And so as a result of that, I funded a researcher in Manchester University for a number of years. We found out what works, the combination of what works. Uh, and that was done on skin uh, culture models so that uh, we had very, very solid laboratory work. And then having got the results, the laboratory went into the commercial world of producing uh, a product for scars. 
But not leaving it there, we actually then went ahead and did a number of double-blinded clinical trials just to show that this product works because there is no uh, good science behind any of the products on the marketplace at the moment. And what we have is a product now science of, uh, through Science of Skin, uh, a product called Solution for Scars that has grade one or level one science behind it that uh, we know uh, you will, if, it's, if you use it, you'll end up with scars that are significantly uh, less thick, significantly less red, more pliable and better hydrated. So that That's we've actually true. done something I think will make a difference to people moving forward. Interestingly, the latest, uh, mm. just to, to continue for a Please, while, the latest yeah. trial, yeah. hot off the press, is one where we've shown that if you use the cream for a week in advance of surgery over the surgical site, you will get further enhancements of the quality of scar. So pre-treatment of wounds is going to be very important moving forward for all surgical specialties uh, to try and optimize uh, the wounds. Is there an interest so, in this in other countries as well? In what yeah, well, I mean, we are trying to market this around the world. And one day, uh, marketing and research is very expensive. We might cover our costs, which is the whole aim of uh, the exercise. Yeah. But of course, scarring is interesting. It doesn't matter how good you are or how bad you are. The only thing a patient ever sees is the scar. Mm. And of course, the quality of scar t- to a large extent is determined by that individual rather than anything a surgeon uh, can do. Yet the quality of uh, whether it's a good result or bad result um, is completely outside the hands of the pa- uh, of the surgeon. It's in the hands of the patient. If they form a beautiful scar, the surgeon will take the credit. And if they form a bad scar, it's very difficult to blame the patient in retrospect. So there you have it. Green tea is a great solution for scarring. I must say that I have a preference for natural products, but it's wonderful that a British team are behind this development. As I said, we are a cosmetic surgery site with a big interest in medical tourism. And whilst it's great to save money on a procedure or be able to afford a life-changing operation that is not affordable in the UK, the US or Australia, there are some important caveats to consider. So I asked what his thoughts were since he has treated quite a few patients who've travelled abroad for cheap surgery and then they've required NHS repair work back in the UK. I asked him for his thoughts. Yeah, surgical tourism has sadly become big business and it's sold on the back of uh, a nice package holiday where patients are spending a lot of time looking at the facilities of the uh, hotel and not interested in the facilities of the hospital or indeed have got very little knowledge of the surgeon that's going to carry out the procedure or his skill set and uh, indeed qualifications. Now, yeah, I'd like to think people are coming to me because of me being a surgeon that they're choosing to go to rather than because they're going to Chester to walk around the the road. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, And and I have nothing wrong with people traveling uh, for surgery, but you have to make sure that you've got some form of support for them afterwards. And that's where surgical tourism uh, fails because a lot of people are thrown out. They arrive back in this country, and if they have problems, there's nowhere to go. And there's no doubt it is creating a problem uh, for the NHS having to pick up the pieces. Oh, yeah. Um, and that shouldn't happen. There should be some support mechanism in place. If they sold the product from this country, there should be a support mechanism within this moment. And they arrive back in this country, and if they have problems, there's nowhere to go. And there's no doubt it is creating a problem uh, for the NHS having to pick up the pieces. 
Well, a big thanks to Douglas McGeorge for joining us on this L Launch podcast, and I hope you'll come back and see us again in the future. Our site, bestcosmeticsurgeons.com, has only been going for a year, but we're already getting more than 6,000 visitors every month. So it's expanding beyond my wildest dreams. And if there's any questions, any topics you want dealt with on our podcast, just let me know. Send me an email at david at bestcosmeticsurgeons.com and we'll see if we can do what you want. We'd love to. We're here for you. In the meantime, stay well, stay safe, wear your mask. You know it makes sense. Thanks for listening. Find us on Twitter and Facebook at Top Scalpel and online at morethanskindeep.bestcosmeticsurgeons.com. Check back regularly for new episodes and do please share us on your social media. Until next time.